welcome to another podcast. Age is just a number. And with the right passion, hard work, and the right potential, you don't have any barriers stopping you from what you want to achieve. We have a person today who is breaking all her barriers. She's by far the youngest guest I've had on this podcast so far. And she is a skateboard aficionado, soon to be a skateboard professional. So without further ado, introducing Kiara. Kiara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Vishy. How are you today? I am doing good. So it's Saturday night good. in the US where it's Halloween. So how is your Halloween de- you know, celebrations going on so far? It's okay. Um, actually, I don't celebrate it no more. But um, all, actually, yesterday, my friend invited me to her house and I had a great time. It was a little Halloween get together. We painted pictures, we played games, we fried um, marshmallows, s'mores and hot dogs. So I had a great time on yesterday. So that's pretty much all I did for Halloween. Oh, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. So uh, for people who are not aware, uh, Kiara Hargrove is a skateboarder. And uh, she by far is, you know, the youngest skateboarder that I've come across. And I watched her videos on YouTube and Instagram. And a lot of people have been off lately. And uh, her journey has been truly inspiring. She takes us through uh, her journey of practicing and mastering every single attempt in what she does. So we thought it would be great if we could sit down and talk and share this passion with other people also. Because it's one thing to hone your craft and do great. But it's another thing to share that journey with others and inspire them to do more. So kudos on that, Kiara. Thank you so much. It means a whole lot. Uh, It does mean a whole lot to people like us because when we see uh, people like you practicing and also mastering your art, it gives us a lot of hope to do the same for our fields. So you are an inspiration for many of us. So Kiara, I'll start with the first question right away. How has this journey been so far? How did you get started with skateboarding? When did you realize that this is what I want to do? Yeah, so um, I'm actually, I live in Arkansas right now. So I'm in a military family. So I've moved all over the USA. But um, I was um, born and raised in Clarksville, Tennessee. And my mom, she remarried. And um, we moved to Victorville, California, where she had married my stepdad. And once I moved there, my mom had showed a picture of my uncle because back in the day, she would use to skateboard with him. So when she showed me that picture, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was amazed, like, to see him with the skateboard. She showed me pictures and videos of him. So, like, right after she showed me that, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to definitely get into that for sure. And I used to play the video games back in the day, the Tony Hawk ones. So I kind of already had an interest of skateboarding. But yeah, ever since then, I've seen that picture of my uncle. I've been doing skateboarding ever since. Like, I can't stop doing it. I do it like every day. So at what age did you start uh, your first skateboarding? I started at the, I started the age of 10. Age of 10. Wow. That's like way early. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was doing at the age of 10. Probably I was figuring out how to ride my bicycle. And here we have people like Kiara who have taken it to the next level. So your uncle was also into skateboarding. So he taught you a lot of stuff about skateboards, is it? Yeah, like um, when he came on that same year, 2010, when I started, he came um, a couple months after I started on uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, he came, he showed my brothers. My mom had a, a church friend over and her son skateboarded. So he had taught me and my brothers and our friends like some different tricks and stuff. And we went to the skate park that was up there in Victorville and Adelanto. So we went over there to that location. We were riding around the ramps, giving us tips and tricks. 
So mm-hmm. yeah. Good, good, great to hear that. So you've almost been doing it for more than ten years now, if I may say. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to tell people how old Kiara is, but she's super old, <laughs> that's for sure. Because you never tell a girl's age, <laughs> at least in my part of the culture from where I am from, right? So. Uh, great to hear your journey because to start at the age of 10 and uh, I see your videos on Instagram, they go as far as 2014. Like you have videos from yeah. about six or seven years I, ago. Actually, I had more footage and mm-hmm. I, I actually did accidentally deleted a whole bunch. But yeah, I started back in like putting the stuff on the Internet, like 2013, 14. So, yeah. Yeah, because uh, if you remember, uh, in one of my earlier podcasts with a person called Akhil Nova, uh, who's from New Mm -hmm. Jersey, uh, we were talking about how uh, people inspire us. And one of the names that I brought up was your name. And I also recollected how you document your journey. We also spoke about your uh, collaboration with uh, Dr. Moses Napier. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure why is he called doctor, but I'm sure going to ask him soon enough. Right. But it was fun to watch, especially that Instagram video where you showed off your tricks to him. And uh, I'm sure he's not living close by to where you are. Right. Nope, he is not. Nope. Okay, Uh, so where is he based? He's in California, California. Okay, so Mm -hmm. it was so fun to watch you guys exchange your art and, you know, share that with us because it, it, it was not just entertaining. It was also inspiring for us. And that's when Akhil said, you know, it's, it's great to watch people like Tony Hawk because they're already uh, great and they've done that, been there. But to watch someone like Kiara or Moses and to watch them grow and get better at their craft every day is far more inspiring and relatable. So we thank you for constantly documenting them. Don't ever stop doing that. <laughs> so here's a Will question do. that I have for you, Kiara. I'm sure you get this a lot is... As far as I'm aware, skateboard is like a male-dominated sport. Right. You get to see a lot of men. There are very few women that I've seen in this sport. So do you ever face any challenges of being a woman, you know, woman in the sport? Uh, or have you faced anything different? Most definitely. Back when I was in California living there, I'm in Arkansas now, so it's been three years. But um, it was kind of, it felt weird because like you said, it's a male-dominated sport. So I was literally the only girl and still technically am in Arkansas, but I was literally the only girl hanging out with a guy, skateboarding, doing tricks and stuff. Like it was like every day in high school, we would, um, before classes would start, we would skate in front of like the, um, the staircase area or whatever they had over there at the high school. And, uh, <laughs> you can literally just see me with my Mohawk, the only girl skateboarding. Like it was just so hilarious. Me skateboarding and stuff with the guys but yeah I really did feel uncomfortable but at the same time I love skateboarding so I was like I'm, I got used to it but yeah I kind of like it's just a lot especially being a girl and uh it's a male-dominated sport and then right. people hate you and stuff and throw like negativity at you but I just swept it on the rug and I just let the tricks do the talking because I remember there's an occasion when um I got made fun of because there's this um an eight stare at the school I don't know if you've seen the video, but I had like Ollie the eight stair. Right. That was my goal before I moved here to Arkansas. I had made that goal to Ollie that eight stair. And uh, a couple years before that, I got made fun of because I was thinking about um, wearing my knee pads and stuff because I wanted to be protective. And right. I was playing basketball at the time. So I was like, let me wear my knee pads and stuff. And I told somebody and he had laughed and made fun of me. But um, years later after that, I decided to do it. And I did it without the knee pads and everything. Wow. But yeah, I completed 
I completed that accomplishment by only that eight stair and my friend that was recording and everybody that was up there from the staircase, they were really happy and everything. So <laughs> it's just funny being the only girl in the dominating with the guy. So, yeah. I, I watched that video where your friends recorded you alling from the uh, across eight stair. So for people who don't know what ollie is, is to uh, literally lift your skateboard up along and make a jump, right? I mean, that's, yep, the, yes, that's the best I can explain because I don't know what exactly, but I've heard of the term and I've seen people doing it. That's like something which you need to master at the right. skateboarding, right? So that's something which you've done. And I mean, you do so many tricks now. It's, uh, you know, for someone who is beginning, obviously they, they get to learn a lot by watching you. Right. Uh, so when you started off, there were a lot of guys, I, I understand. And of course, you know, you're the only woman there and if you're when you're an amateur, like you said, wearing even your knee pads is kind of not considered cool in skateboarding because yeah. that shows that you're still an amateur. Uh, but was there anyone in your beginner, you know, circle who helped you transition or who was a buddy to you and helped you out at the start? Definitely my mom, because um I didn't maybe also help me. She actually helped me ride around, literally. She was teaching me how, because I couldn't figure out how to ride around on the skateboard. So she showed me how to push on it. And then after that, I learned the tricks on my own. But yeah, definitely my mom. Also, my um my biological father, we would right. visit him in Virginia. And uh, you can probably see old footage of me wearing my protective gear, of course, because I was a beginner. And he was filming us, me and my brother. So yeah, it's just pretty much my parents, my stepfather too. He was like, he had helped me recently at this contest I did a couple weeks ago in Houston, Texas. So I would just say the support system with my family, my parents, pretty so much. It's been in your family all along. Everyone knows how to skateboard. I'm surprised your you mom know. taught you all these things. So I'm just imagining how cool she was in her days. And uh, if she had the access to technology, how much of documentation she would have done. So that's right. like super inspiring to hear. So here's another thing, Kiara, like when you think of the sport, I was kind of prepping up because skateboarding is not a big deal yet here in India, because a lot of people don't know. And, you know, girls participating in it, it's still far from reality. Uh, but when I watched it, I watched a couple of videos. I knew Tony Hawk from before because he's so popular because of the right. games and all that. Uh, I also recollect watching this uh, young woman. I'm not sure. Her name. I think it's uh, Leticia. Yeah, Leticia Bifoni. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah, I mean, like, she is another person who I really admire watching from the couple of videos that I have. Off late, I've watched this kid's video. Her name is Sky Brown. Uh, I know you're talking about, yep. Yeah, Sky Brown. So that girl is like, I don't know, 12 or something. So yeah, it's so fun to watch people doing it. And like you said, uh, it's so difficult to get, become one among the group, especially when you're a girl and uh, then get accepted and then to hone your craft along. I'm sure there are days when you don't get your tricks right and you know right. people around you harass you or make fun of you also. So has that ever happened to you where there are days when you felt, you know, I'll give up the sport and I don't want to do it anymore? I would say somewhat like when I was first like starting out and I was trying to learn how to kick flip. So that's a flip trick like after you learn the Ollie 180s and pop shove it's. Mm -hmm. And it took me four years to get that trick, the kickflip. It took me a long time. And my aunt was explaining to me, it's probably the muscles in my my um, legs 
like not not having experience of how to do tricks so muscle memory pretty much so I kept trying it trying it years and years later and I eventually landed it one day after middle school um a day after school in middle school and we went to the park as as usual before we go home and I decided to go to the um the basketball court and I flipped into the trick and landed. And I told my friends, I was like, look, I landed. And I did it again. They seen it. And we all went crazy. So I skated all the way home. I was so excited. And I showed my brothers. I was like, look, I landed a kickflip. And yeah, but to get the gist of it, I definitely wanted to give up. But I kept trying and trying it years and years later. And I eventually got it within that four-year span. So, yeah. So just to follow up on that question, uh it gets so difficult when you're trying a trick and I've seen so many fails when it's not possible in the first try, right? Because it's such a difficult thing to do. A lot of people fall and hurt themselves. At times it's worse. And then to still have the guts to try it again one more time and to have the persistence to get through it. That's something which I really appreciate with all skateboarders alike. So kudos on that. Keep going. Um, what about your journey? Because see, initially I heard that you were in California because we all know California is like this one place where a lot of skateboarders love to go because of the infrastructure and the facilities they have and the culture. So when did you move to Arkansas and did that impact your training and access to, you know, uh, best places to practice skateboarding? I love this question because this is a really good question, but, um, we moved from uh, California back in 2017 because my um my grandfather had passed away in 2016. So we moved back on this side, say, to stay close to family and stuff like that. Right. And it definitely took a toll on like my skateboarding for sure because Arkansas it's not big on skateboarding. Literally, like you said, California is the biggest place for skateboarding is. So that's why after college, I'm gonna definitely try and secure a job to go back out to California. But yeah, it's not big here in Arkansas. They have a few skate parks, but they're not as great as um, California's locations. Like at some skate parks, there may be rocks and stuff. The ramps might be not be taken care of and stuff, maybe watered down, waterlogged and stuff. So there's a lot of issues from like weather conditions. So you can't really help that. But but like what I like about the California skate parks, they do take care of their skate parks and things of that. But here in Arkansas, since it's not a big sport, they're not going to really take care of the parks and all of that other extra stuff. And it's not many people skateboarding, like I said, here in Arkansas. So I kind of brought that taste here in this location where I'm at in Pine Bluff. So on the campus where I go on UAPB, University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, I <laughs> really set, a, set an impact for sure. Yeah, but I, I remember watching that video where uh, you've shot a couple of moves on your campus. I think you were wearing your blue overalls kind of dress. And so to bring that culture from another place to a place like Arkansas, where skateboarding is not a big deal yet, and to, you know, inspire people to do it. Because let's be honest, I can watch famous people on uh, online as much as I can, but it's, I only think of doing anything when I see a close friend doing it probably that's going to push right. me more to do something than watching right. some famous guy tell me about it. So kudos on that again. I mean, there are so many things that you've been doing and you're a constant inspiration to many people around you. Here's another thing. Um, so when you started the practice, because I've watched a lot of skateboarding in, in my past as a child, I was fascinated by watching it, not learning it, 
watching it <laughs> so i don't know much about how to do it so when i watched it i still remember watching this uh, footage of how people were uh, doing their skateboarding tricks on uh, in in la there's a reservoir and you know you have a pipeline connecting and you know passing water to the city and there's a very right. popular spot there i'm sure you may know that i don't know what's it called it's like a huge pipe a lot of people go there you're not supposed to be there do you right. know i think it's called i think i know what you're talking about there's a whole bunch of famous spots in uh california yeah so like and to get to that place there's like a huge divide and it's like deep and people have to either jump over it or there's like a wooden plank which you have to walk over and then get to that spot that's a massive pipe where and for for some reason skateboarders love a semicircle or a complete circle where you can do a lot of stuff so right. that brings me to the question when you started off your initial journey and even now for that matter what do you where do you prefer practicing more or where do you feel like it gives you the feel of uh doing it at your best is it a skate ring or i mean uh, you know a facility like that or is it at school or where do you go i would say literally your front doorstep literally in front of your house like that's how i learned how to perfect all of my tricks that i've got of my sleeve you just pretty much practice your tricks flat ground and when you feel comfortable that you're getting much better and better you could take it to the next level which is those skate parks and other spots around your city that's good so you're using whatever you have around you to your best advantage definitely so what's the one move that's your personal favorite which you feel you've mastered and you like doing a lot i would say um you some a trick wise or like okay, okay. i say pressure flip i've learned that back in 2015 2016 and i was watching it's funny cuz they're talking about tony hawk cuz he's really popular um i watched a youtube video one day with him and mike vallely mike mm-hmm. vallely is another popular skateboarder he's more into street plants right. and that's like doing tricks with like touching your board actually putting your board on your feet and grabbing it so i watched a video and it was a tutorial on how to do a pressure flip so i was like yeah i'm going to definitely try and learn this trick just by watching them too i got inspired and i kept trying the trick and i landed so i have it consistent i do it like every day when i get on the board so yeah cool cool i'm going to put up some pictures of it or video of you doing it once i edit this and what's the one uh, trick that you feel is quite difficult to master or you haven't mastered yet definitely surprisingly um a tray flip <laughs> so people might laugh but um ever since i've learned it's funny cuz it falls in alignment with the trick that i just said the pressure flip once i learned the pressure cuz i did land a tray flip one time but ever since i learned pressure flip i can't do a tray flip so i'm definitely working on getting that trick back <laughs> soon sooner or later oh i'm sure you're going to get through it soon so all the best for that <laughs> so kiara another on a serious note doing this is also not easy physically as well as you know emotionally also it's you need a lot of strength mentally and physically so speaking of physical uh, were there times when you hurt yourself doing it or uh, did you have any injuries which you came over most definitely and that's the thing it's a part of any sport but um most definitely skateboarding is the most dangerous sport and there is an occasion when um like you know the curbs the sidewalks you walk on and yeah. there's a curb so 
me and my brothers had just mastered like ollieing down the curb, mm-hmm. and uh, we were speed that um my mom had a friend over one day, and she was uh, leaving to go to her, her house, of course, and uh, I wanted to show her my trick, so I landed it. And then when she left, I wanted, I kept trying it because I was being consistent with the tricks that I was doing. But um, it's funny because underneath the curb, there's an asphalt, of course, and there's a right. like with the asphalt, there's a bump. So right after she left, um, I tried the trick again, the ollie off the curb and my back wheel hit the like the asphalt, the edge of it. And I flew and I scraped my knee and I still have the um, scar on my knee and I was crying. It was crazy. And like right then and there, I wanted to stop skateboarding, but of course I wanted to keep going. But yeah, I remember that my mom had to put peroxide on my knee and stuff. It was really bad, but yeah, there's definitely injuries that comes with this sport. I I mean, I can only imagine how it would feel like, because like you said, skateboarding is one of those few sports where you're prone to injury more often than other sports. And considering that right. we don't use any safety gear, because that again right. gets in the way of you doing your trick most efficiently. Uh, so what do you do in your college right now? What do you study? I'm studying computer science. Whoa, that's good to hear. <laughs> I, I can't relate computer science and skateboarding together. I'm sure you get that a lot, <laughs> right? People are like, what do you study? Yeah. I study computer science. Like, yeah. These are like two different <laughs> things. So where do you right. see yourself in the next few years? As in, what's your career plan? What do you see yourself doing? Well, of course, as you already know, I want to go pro in skateboarding, but um, also I want to be a cybersecurity analyst for a top 500 company. So, yeah. You're one of those few people who's going to mix the best of corporate work, job, and then your passion, and you're going to do both. That's like really cool to hear. Like cybersecurity. I don't get to hear that from a person who's doing skateboarding, man, you have it down. So that's good to hear that. Again, see, you are inspiring a lot of people, especially uh, the younger women who watch this video or who've heard of you is that you don't have to sacrifice everything to get to your dream. Sometimes it's all about finding the right balance and uh, being able to, you know, identify what you need to do right away on priority and then get on with it. So that's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, another question, who inspires you or who are your role models, uh, in skateboarding and off skateboarding as well? So off skateboarding, my parents, of course, cause, and my uncle, cause they all got me into it. And who also inspires me is, um, Tony Hawk. Cause also I had, that was my real first skateboard was a Tony Hawk skateboard. That's funny. Oh. And um, Nigel Houston, I don't know if you know who that is. He's a um, very no. popular skateboarder. Like he's known for winning like every street skateboarding contest. Mm. But yeah, those are the, like only two skateboarders, top skateboarders that I've. How about um, the female skateboarders? Anyone that you like a lot? Um, female, Samaria Brevard. And she's uh-huh. African-American like me. So she's the first uh, professional African-American skateboarder. So I'm trying to be the next one for sure. But yeah, she inspires me. I met her before. Me and her talked when it was an event at the barracks. It's a popular skate park in LA. But yeah, she inspires me. That's amazing. I, I wasn't aware of that. I'm surely going to check her out. Um, and I've also seen a lot of pictures of yours where I have seen other people in the industry giving you a prop for your work. So when you get endorsed by people in the same line of field, that's a testament to how well you're doing. 
so what about this interview that I watched recently? How did that come about? So it came about because um last year my mom she was like you need to get a um a documentary set up like get a documentary about my life and she kept stressing to me to tell my testimony and stuff because I make an impact in people's lives. So it was actually supposed to be a documentary but um Scatter Media my friend Thomas who filmed everything and helped me with everything took pictures. He was like let's just make this an interview. So he girl Desiree McKenzie who had interviewed me and she was like, we should make an interview type of style video instead of a documentary. So my mom was telling me the other day, there's definitely more to your story. So I was saying, yeah, that's why my friend Thomas was saying, let's just make this an interview. So <laughs> that's how that came about. Oh, that's awesome. I love the interview yeah. because especially the B-roll footage at the start where you do your uh, flip or your ollie at the curb. And then I love those pictures where you do the flip and we can see the word motivation on the skateboard with you in the Thank air. Thank you. That's like really super pick. In fact, I'm going to put that as a thumbnail. I really yes, like it a lot. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, uh, on my WhatsApp status, I keep promoting my upcoming podcast. That's the first picture I took from Instagram. And I said, hey, Kiara is coming over to the podcast. So you better watch out this face. So a that lot of people so awesome. messaged me and asked me, who's this girl? And uh, man, she yeah. looks so cool doing it. So even just you being out there and doing your tricks and someone looking at it definitely makes their day and pushes them in the night, right direction. So I think your mom is absolutely right. You need to continue documenting every little thing that you do, be it good or bad, because that's a learning source for a lot, lot of people. All right. So right. speaking of which... In the interview, I saw you wearing some cool dresses or clothes rather. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your fashion, like because you have a very unique persona. How did you come up, you know, come to that? <laughs> yeah, so I came about that because well, I guess I'll say I'm still technically a tomboy, a girl who dresses like a boy. My mom wants me to step out more. So I've been a lot more girlier since I got older because as a kid, I always wanted to be a boy. So yeah. But yeah, I always wear like basic graphic tees, like flowery jeans. Like I said in the interview too, but like in different types of shoes. So my style is definitely unique and different. Many people tell me so. And also since I'm an African-American skateboarder and a girl, you don't really see that a lot. So I think I definitely stand out as people say with my style. Hey, your, your style must speak for you. So I think that's doing... Uh, you know immensely well so keep that going because you have a unique persona it makes you look good people can relate and you have a brand that you've created for yourself an image so when we think of kiara we know uh, who we are talking of so don't change that style it's really good and it works for you thank you now let's get to the mic that you have so that tells me that you have some plans you know that you've got in the works so what's Kiara up to when she's not skateboarding? <laughs> Definitely college schoolwork. Since this pandemic, I've been having like a work homework because everything's on the internet. But yeah, I've just been doing homework, watching movies and YouTube videos, of course. So I've been doing videos once a week. And of course, me and you are interviewing. And then I have some other content creators that want to interview me too. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. And also I have another upcoming project besides the interview that came out. So me and Thomas, we're going to do another project, a whole bunch of other stuff. So I can't wait till all of you guys see it. 
Oh, I'm super excited to watch because every video continues to, you know, exceed my expectations and you set the bar high. So what else do you like doing, Kiara, apart from studying and uh, skateboarding? Anything else that piques your interest? Definitely um, art. So like that was pretty much what I always wanted to do as a career, as a little girl. I always wanted to be an artist. Me and my cousin, we always draw together, my granddad too. And I would say art because I still draw till this day. And then also photography and videography. So I like, I have a, that's my little side hustle <laughs> to make a little money. Um, I do like photography, freelance photography and videos and stuff like that. So that's pretty much the two things I love to do besides skateboarding. Hey, that's good. Keep that going, you know, because you need to keep the money coming in. And even if it's not for the money, as long as you pursue something that interests you and keeps you occupied, that's good enough. So how's it been off late the last few months, considering the pandemic and uh, the situation? How have you been dealing with that? Has it uh, impeded your practice and your uh, sessions or is it just business as usual? Actually, it's just business as usual because like I'm a computer science major and we should know how to use computers and stuff. So it shouldn't be a problem for any of us. But as I can see, it's affecting a whole lot of other people. But for me personally, it's been going pretty fine. I mean, it's a workload, as I said before, but I've been keeping up with it and I've been balancing it out with skateboarding and YouTube and all the other projects I have to do. So, yeah. Cool. And what are some of the favorite uh, video games that you play? What do you like playing? Uh, <laughs> of course, Tony Hawk. But yeah, I have not played games in a while. But um, I know in two weeks, the PlayStation 5 is supposed to come out. So yeah. me and my brother are going to definitely try and camp out and try and get the system. Because they did just um, release the remastered Tony Hawk 1 and 2. I don't know if you've seen that. But no. I'm going to definitely try and get that. Because I used to play the 1 and 2 back in the day. But yeah, also, I play Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo, Mario Kart, Skate 3. <laughs> so yeah. A lot of skateboarding related games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for skateboarding games, I mean, it's a given, right? Because uh, I don't expect anything different because even skateboarding games are fun to play. Uh, right. Like, even if you're professional or not, it's always fun to play. So what's yeah. your ultimate goal or your dream as in, in terms of skateboarding? Uh, what do you want to achieve eventually? Um, on the professional level, but also bring in more of my like skin color of course a lot more and then also girls there's not many of us in this sport so I want to definitely probably like make an organization or just be one of those leaders out there to say hey we need more diversity in skateboarding so just to put like my two cents in to let them know that hey we need more people in skateboarding and things like that of my color and female of course it's interesting that you didn't mention you wanted to be on the X Games or the World Cup or, uh, you know, the... <laughs> I meant to tell you that too. I'm so happy that I forgot. I left that out. Yeah, that's great. That's great because that did not come first. You said, I want to be the first women to uh, pave the way, so to speak, and inspire other people. And it's so crucial that you mentioned these two words, which is not just uh, uh, the gender, but because it's being a woman in the sport, which is male dominated, obviously, and also with the skin color, because that's the elephant in the room that not a lot of people talk about. And to right. make your way into a sport, which is heavily dominated by uh, a lighter skin, so to speak, 
So it's great to see folks like you, you know, uh, representing your nationality, your ethnicity, uh, and your point of view, and bringing in that diversity, because we all know diversity makes it only better. And there's right. so much of stuff that we can learn from each other and get inspired by. So I hope you do that very soon. Now let's talk about what is the actual target that you're after. Let's talk about the tournaments and the cups and the medals and all that. But yeah, definitely. So um, as you can see, I'm participating in the Grind for Life series right now. And that's the organization with the like cancer and stuff like that. Like we have to register and our donations go to the cancer organization. But yeah, that's one of the contest series I'm doing now. But the one I'm definitely striving for, as you said, is the X Games and also Street League Skateboarding. And Street League Skateboarding is a contest just like the X Games. But it was mainly for men, but they finally brought women into it. But yeah, definitely X Games and Street League Skateboarding is what I'm striving for, for sure. Because I've been watching all of that since I was a little girl. And I've always wanted to go in that field of like extreme sports. So yeah. Hey, when they start allowing women to participate in games that when it was not the norm before, that truly is a testament that people like you are making a difference and it's visible, right? And mm-hmm. you're also doing philanthropy, right? You're helping your community along with your sport. So that tells right. us that it's not just about the money for you. It's about uh, inspiring people ultimately. So Kiara, right. just to kind of come to the conclusion I want to hear from you. What's your message to people who watch your videos and watch the sport? What do you want them to take away from you? What I want people to take away from my videos is that um, just as at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again for sure. Like you can see that in my videos. You keep trying and trying until you get that trick or whatever you're striving for in life. You just got to keep going because your time will definitely come. Like I, I said all of this in the interview that um I did recently. But yeah, that's what I want people to see that not only my skin color, not only me skateboarding, but just whatever you love to do, just keep doing it because your time is coming. That's and be yourself fantastic. too. Be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. Because that's something I have learned from you. But on a personal note, watching your videos, I've realized that, uh, you know, whatever you do, take people along your journey and you never know who you're inspiring and to be your true authentic self. That's something which I've learned from you. And I truly admire that about you. Uh, So thank you so much, Kiara, for this wonderful opportunity. It was fantastic talking to you. I am grateful. I had a great time. I am grateful too, because uh, I've wanted to do this for a long time and I'm fortunate that we got to do this. And the folks watching this uh, entire conversation, do let us know in the comments what you think of Kiara's journey. You can follow Kiara on her YouTube channel. I'm going to leave the links in description. She's active on Instagram. I'm going to leave those links as well. It's our uh, job as uh, community members to help Kiara get to the next level because a lot of more people need to see this. And I truly believe this from the bottom of my heart. So until we meet again, take care and have you a too. Great day. Thank you so much.